I had this moment where I'm like, I'm just going to go enjoy my life. And I'm going to, I unplugged. I was super connected to a church. I was working there part-time. They let go of all part-time staff. I moved to Oregon. It's paradise there. Waterfall's beautiful. Everything's green. I'm there like summertime. Uh, so it wasn't super rainy and cold and miserable, but I'm there and it's gorgeous. I'm like, I'm just going to work, make money. I'm going to fish. I'm going to hunt. I'm just going to be outdoors all the time. And I've never been so miserable in my whole life. And I thought, what is going on here? And then I, I ended up coming back to Arizona, plugged in, started serving again. And I realized I get way more joy out of serving others and using the gifts that God's given me for the good of people around me than I ever get about just going, man, I'm just going to take everything I can and enjoy it for myself. Mm. Um, I've never been more miserable in my life, and I hope I never experience that again. Um, and so there's there was something counterintuitive to going out and investing into others fulfills my soul. Yeah. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Chad, what's our purpose in life? Go. You have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's ever asked that question before, yeah, right? What's, or, what's the meaning of life? You know, this is like the or argued about it. Derek Zoolander looking in the puddle. Who am I? Uh, this is one of those like Derek Zoolander. Yeah, from the movie Zoolander. You quote you quote some obscure movies. I think every, everybody's seen Zoolander, right? Okay, that, that's the uh, the blue steel. Pose. Yeah, when he's a model, puckers his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, what's the meaning of life? Nobody has argued about that ever, right? <laughs> that's a deep philosophical question to start the podcast. Well, so there's today. a, there is a book, um, that's one of the best selling books ever. It's called the purpose driven life. And, and it starts off a little bit shocking that it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> I think for all of us, we're trying to find meaning in life, but uh, our premise is wrong. Well, well, Rick Warren wrote that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anytime you're at the top of the food chain in any given area of life, you're successful, you get criticized. So Rick Warren gets criticized a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you some things that uh, you can't criticize him for. Mm-hmm. So he wrote The Purpose Driven Life, the first line, like you just said, it's not about you, right? And yeah, but he's so successful. And Listen, this guy is at a point in his life where his goal is to give away 99% of his income. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and his wife are what you call uh, growing tithers. So when they first got married, the first year they gave 10% away. Next year they gave 11%. Next year they've given 12%. Well, all of a sudden he writes the best-selling nonfiction book in the history of the world, mm-hmm. Purpose Driven Life. I don't know how many, I think it's 40 million copies maybe yeah. it's at now that it's sold. Um, and he's given all the money away. Mm-hmm. His, his, his goal is to give it all away. And so I remember um, sitting in a room and he was talking about what was next for him and what God was calling to him with all this. Um, he said influence and affluence. Mm-hmm. So influence, he's famous now. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that? Well, he put together this peace plan and uh, big um, poverty issues and global issues. He's going to tackle that. Mm-hmm. And then he starts working with people that don't even believe what he believes. Huge criticism. Well, and he was working with, if I remember correctly, he was working with, uh, like back during the time of Billy Graham, he was he was mentored by uh, Billy Graham, and he's part of getting a bunch of 
big influential people together to help get the Bible in every language yeah. all over the world. So he's, he's played a part in that as well with his influence. Yeah. So Rick's going, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. What do I do with this influence God's given me? And then what do I do with this affluence God's given me? So influence, he tries to leverage it for the poor mm-hmm. and to help those who are helpless. And he tries to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Okay. Real hard to criticize that. Mm-hmm. People still do. They find a way. Well, people are jerks, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, armchair quarterbacks mm-hmm. love to criticize people that even, are on the... Even Christians have found ways to criticize them. Well, which... that's mostly who's criticizing yeah. them, right? It's it's supposed people who represent Christianity. But armchair quarterbacks love to criticize people who are actually on the field mm-hmm. uh, doing something. So he's using that influence for that. And then affluence, he's given all his money away. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is someone, just to defend Rick Warren... That really loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with everything he's ever said or done? Well, absolutely not. Yeah, there's nobody that you've agreed with everything they've it, ever said or done except for Jesus. Including my wife, mm-hmm. you know, or, or my or my kids. And, and they would say the same with me, right? However, when this dude writes this book, Purpose Driven Life, and I'll recommend the book. It'll, it'll help you understand God's purposes for you. Um, but when this dude says it's not about you mm-hmm. in the first sentence— uh, he means that, mm-hmm. and he lives that out in a way that many of us can't even comprehend because we're not going to be given things though, at the level he's been given. So I just want to defend Rick Warren for a second. What's the purpose of life? Here it is. It's to know God, walk with God. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you ha- if you compress everything in the Bible, it's about right relationship with God um, and then walking with God in this life, and the result of that is right relationship with others. So it's th- to know God and walk with God. There's this natural gravity of our lives where we want we want everything to point inward towards us, right? And, and me, that, me, 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 That's what that means. To find your life, you have to lose it. You don't really start to live until you live for meaning and purpose, Mm -hmm. which means you don't really start to live until you live for something bigger than yourself. We all have this false ideology that actually comes from the devil. It's why he got kicked out of heaven. That if everything revolved around us and everything um, was as we want it to be, then we would be so Mm -hmm. supremely happy. And yet... How many people do we know, mm-hmm. right, whether, whether we know them personally or we know of them, their dreams finally came true. They got the corner office. They got the girl. They got the money. They got whatever. Best-selling album, whatever it was, superstar, won the Super Bowl, all the things that we all dream of as kids going, man, one day, if yeah. only. Yeah. And they get it and they're like, this is it. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, I, I have a, I'm going to name drop. I have a friend named uh, Kerry Newhoff. Um, I like saying his last name. It's really hard to spell it. <laughs> but Kerry is Canadian, um, lawyer, pastor, and then now he uh, coaches and 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 gives leader, leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a, a, podcaster. A yeah, best-selling author. He's known in the church world by lots of different pastors and leaders. So um, Kerry wrote a book. Um, he's written a couple of books, but his his first book that at least that I'm aware of that 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 went big. Um, was called Didn't See It Coming. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, I'm name dropping here. Give me grace. So Carrie and I are at dinner one night with, with some other pastors, and I'm sitting next to Carrie. And I'm like, dude, the best chapter in that book, it's called, and I'm recommending Carrie's book, it's called Didn't See It Coming. In my opinion, the best chapter in that book is when you talked about achieving your dream 
or people achieving the success that they fought hard for. And they're sitting there on top of that pile of success and they go, this is it. Mm -hmm. They didn't see that coming. They thought once they got there, Mm -hmm. right? Or I, or we think once we get there, then life will just be, and we go, this is not as satisfying as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. That's a great chapter. He gives, he gives a brilliant um, counsel in that book. So I recommend Carrie's, Carrie's book. But the purpose of life is to know God and walk with God. So at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with success. There's nothing wrong with achievement. There's nothing wrong with any of those kinds of things. But that's not what life is about. Yeah. Uh, life is about meaning and purpose. And you can have all the stuff in the world and just be miserable if there's no meaning to it, mm-hmm. if there's no purpose to it. And so when Jesus says... To find your life, you got to lose it to live your first must die. That's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in that context, he's saying, uh, you're going to waste your life if you don't live it for yeah. me. Yeah. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his own soul? Your soul is longing, thirsting, hungering, starving mm-hmm. for meaning and purpose. And all the things that our soul's longing for, we can only get a glimpse of it here on this planet in this life. I mean, really all the things that our soul is created for and longs for is on the other side of a resurrection and, and God making all things new because the world is broken. So even if you got all the things of the world, you got a whole lot of brokenness there too. And there's something that your soul longs for that is greater than all the things of the world. I, I, I remember I had a season in my own life. I, I didn't win any Super Bowls or, you know, I wasn't standing on this giant pile of success, but I remember as a young adult, I had this moment where I'm like, I'm just going to go enjoy my life and I'm going to I unplugged. I was super connected to a church. I was working there part-time. They let go of all part-time staff. I moved to Oregon. It's paradise there. Waterfall's beautiful. Everything's green. I'm there like summertime. Uh, so it wasn't super rainy and cold and miserable. But I'm there. It's gorgeous. I'm like, I'm just going to work, make money. I'm going to fish. I'm going to hunt. I'm just going to be outdoors all the time. And I've never been so miserable in my whole life. And I thought, what is going on here? And then I, I ended up coming back to Arizona plugged in, started serving again. And I realized I get way more joy out of serving others and using the gifts that God's given me for the good of people around me than I ever get about just going, man, I'm just going to take everything I can and enjoy it for myself. Mm. Um, I've never been more miserable in my life and I hope I never experience that again. Um, and so there's, there was something counterintuitive to going out and investing into others fulfills my soul. Yeah. Like that thing that I that I actually am longing for, yeah. it's not found in getting a new thing. That might give me a little dopamine pop for a second, like, oh, I bought something new. But that fades so quickly. All these things that we think, man, we get these little dopamine pops, and then we're just starving for more of it, and we just keep chasing and chasing and chasing, and we're like a dog chasing its tail. Uh, but then when I go out and I serve somebody and, and I get to see the impact in somebody's life, I'm actually served more than they are. Like yeah. When I go on a mission trip and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go serve the world and change their lives, my world's changed. When I go invest into a bunch of kids at camp and I'm, oh, I'm going to go make a difference in the life of a teenager, my life, I almost feel like, is this okay? Because I'm getting so much out of serving other people. And when I talk to our leaders, when I talk to people that serve, because I work with NextGen and they go to camp, almost to a person, they go, man, I thought I was coming here to help these kids. Man, they changed my life. Serving here this week, man, it impacted me. And they're... They're expressing this reality that Jesus talks about. They're, they're expressing a principle of the Bible, and it's not just a philosophical, theological thing. It is a real, tangible, personal thing when you experience like, oh, 
this is what I, God made me for a purpose. And now I'm living in that purpose. And there's a satisfaction that comes from that, that you don't get anywhere else. Yeah. I, um, Recently went to, I'm going to say it correctly, Robert, to Yuma. <laughs> Chad kept saying Huma. I'm like, I, I give a little, why are you saying Huma? Huma? So I got, a friend, I got a friend, his name's Jason Taylor. Love that guy. He pastors a church called Vertical Church mm-hmm. in Yuma. This is the name drop podcast, by Arizona. the way. I'm just dropping it pastors like it's, left dropping and right. it like yeah. it's hot. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Katrina and I went to Yuma to speak at a marriage event that they had, and we were honored to be able to do that. And so we're driving back the next morning. I had to get back to the office. And so we're up at, you know, 630, whatever. We hop in uh, my truck. We're driving back, watching the sunrise, listening to worship music is great. I think I think I talked a little bit about this in a podcast mm-hmm. recently. But uh, one of the things that we listen to is we listen to a different podcast. And I apologize. I don't remember this name. I can't mm-hmm. drop it. But the guy was talking about what we're talking about right now. And I think this is such brilliant counsel especially for those of us who are more type A. So this is go all the way there. Some of us are, you know, you're more like a hippie, right? You're just like, let's just go with the flow, man. It's all good. Let's enjoy life. Okay. Uh, I think you people are lazy. And then I'm, I'm, I'm also, wait, at the same time, now I'm going to affirm. I'm also a little bit jealous because I, I wish I could be a little mm-hmm. more like that, right? But then there's other people that um, I'm, I'm more wired this way. Like, I just, I got to know I'm, Kicking butt and doing something. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just do. One day, Lord willing, I'm going to have a season of life where I'm going to retire. But I'm still making working when I retire, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's that's just the way I'm wired. And, and I'm listening to this podcast on the way home from Yuma with my wife. And um, the guy says, we need to wake up to this reality. There is a difference between standard of living and quality of life. Mm-hmm. And soon as he said it, I'm like, pause. That's a mic drop statement. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say it again. There is a difference between standard of living and quality of life. And then he, and then he goes on to explain, he says, if you're, if you're a goal oriented, which another word for that is visionary, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what goals are. It's a dream or a vision with a deadline. So if you're a goal oriented person and you're pushing things all the time, right? Here's what one of your goals needs to be. I love this. This was so good. How do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. Have some emotional goals. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anybody but, say to have emotional goals. Oh, I'm goals. probably going to say it in a sermon that I haven't mm-hmm. preached yet. But um, I'll have to look up the guy's name to give him credit. But I, I've never thought of it in those terms. Mm-hmm. But that is right in the wheelhouse of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because when you live a life on purpose, mm-hmm. um, there is a satisfaction that you experience. I mean, that's what you were just talking about, like nothing else. And so if you're a type A kind of person, this is not pie in the sky, la, 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 whatever. This is no, 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 no. What kind of person do you want to become? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you want your family to feel about you? How do you want your kids to feel about you? How do you want to feel about you? And then above all else, what's your relationship with God like? Mm-hmm. You're going to stand before him one day and he's not going to say, hey, Robert, did you fulfill your potential? You have no idea what your potential even freaking is. That is a moving target. It mm-hmm. is a false idol in our culture that needs to die. What God's going to say is, did you fulfill your calling? 
my calling on your life. Mm -hmm. Very simply, did you obey me? Mm -hmm. Were you faithful to me? And if you can say yes, you lived a fulfilled, successful, meaningful life. Yeah. Whether you died in a really nice mansion or in a shack, you're still going to die. And at the end of the day, that's the question. Mm -hmm. Have I done what God asked me to do? And have I fulfilled his calling on my life? I, uh, in a devotional recently, and and we're like in recording season. So I don't know where we are on the timeline. Maybe the devotional already happened. Maybe it's happening in the future. But I was talking about calling. And, And one of the challenges I think we have with calling is we're afraid. So if God's calling us to say, serve kids, or he's giving you a passion to, you know, care for those with special needs or to be a voice for the voiceless in some arena, some category to do foster care, to adopt whatever God's calling is on your life. Typically we go, yeah, but I, I don't know if I can do it. And our confidence doesn't match our calling. Mm. And, and I think as followers of Jesus, our confidence will never ever match our calling. There's a gap between those two things. I think that's how God's designed it, that we kind of lean in and go, okay, God, you're calling me to this. I'm going to trust you enough to take whatever the next step is and to do that thing. But you have to know, like, like think about when you first started preaching, Chad, you were called to something, but my guess is your confidence was way low oh, on I, that calling. I had to wear a tie and I had to hold it behind me in the bathroom before I preached because I was throwing up and mm-hmm. I didn't want to get any throw up on the tie. And then I went out there and preached. Yeah. Okay. So that's a perfect example of how I think it goes for everybody when it comes to our calling. Yeah. I, I puked at the beginning of fulfilling part of God's purpose for me. Mm-hmm. I, I threw up. There's not a person who is experiencing that satisfaction of whatever that calling God's put on their life that, that wouldn't look back and go, yeah, I was terrified. Oh man, I didn't think I was equipped. Why me? Why? Why am I the person to be doing this thing? Um, the answer is because all of us are we're broken, messed up people, and we need God's grace and we need God's power in order to step into whatever that calling is. If you can, if you have total confidence for whatever that calling is, it might not be from God. It might be just what you want to do, uh, because God's going to challenge us and He's going to push us, and He wants us to depend on Him. If you look at all throughout the Bible, Moses is going, "I, I got a stutter. You want me to be the the voice of you, God?" To Pharaoh. I and a spokesperson. I think I'm going to find a stutterer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Moses, it's you. And his confidence is just super low. And David going, man, I'm the, the youngest. I'm a shepherd. Like, Dad even forgot me on the yeah, list exactly. of guys. He lists out all the kids. And yeah, that's all of them. Right? Oh, wait, my younger oh, yeah, boy's out there. I, I forgot, forgot him. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then he's the one anointed king. But there's this like, man, the calling is way bigger than, than whatever the confidence level is. That's just by God's design. Yeah. And that's just where, you know, his power is made perfect in our weakness. And it is such a beautiful ride. Like it is such a fun journey to experience. Chad, you've talked about this in the past, that free fall of faith where you go, God, you got to show up in big ways. And he does. And not only do you see, man, God, you used me to be a part of something you're doing, but you see the hand of God at work in ways that you wouldn't see it if you never jumped into whatever that calling is and, and serving and using your life for other people. Yeah. You just, you just said it. Um, his power is made perfect in our weakness, and his power is released when we're fulfilling our purpose. Hmm. Um, the power of God is released through obedience. So one of the things that we've been saying more at Sun Valley is discipleship, which is following Jesus, is as simple as your next step of obedience. Mm-hmm. What do you know you're supposed to do? then just do that. Mm -hmm. You know, this doesn't have to be my purpose, this big grandiose thing. Mm -hmm. Just wake up every day. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, uh, what do you want me to know? And and what do you want me to do? Katrina, stop me this prayer. What do you want me to know? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? And and then just do what he says. 
Yeah. And if you got a bunch of crap in your life that is outside of what he says, stop doing that. Yeah. Repent, get help, uh, go to celebrate recovery, break the addiction, confess the secret sin. But let's just walk in obedience. Mm-hmm. And in that obedience, his purposes will come. Um, and that's true 100% of the time. I, I, I can probably count on one hand, Chad, you fall in this category of people that, that are just so futuristic that see – 10 plus years down the road. Um, and my guess is you still don't totally know what your calling is. You you have an idea, but you're walking in it day by day. There's a there's a journey to it. God didn't just, you know, chat at 18, go, here's everything that you're going to do. And I'm going to, I want oh, you to gosh, step into I that. I would have been so overwhelmed. Yeah, you would have said, yeah. no, I'm out. But, but it is a, if you want to know what your calling is, you got to start taking the steps one step at a time. And it get it just unfolds as time goes on. You stay faithful to your point, obedient, whatever that next step that God's calling you to. And I promise you, it's going to be way bigger and way better than anything you would have dreamt up on I, your own. I got a, I got a preacher story. You want it? Yeah, let's hear it. So I'm 19, 20. I'm puking in the bathroom before I preach the first time, right? And by the way, every time I preach for like the next couple of years, I might not have puked, but I was really nauseous. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things where you control yourself and walk it off kind of thing. So I'm pacing back and forth before I have to go out and, and say something. And yet at the same time, um, when I would preach, even now, if I go back and listen to those old cassette tapes, everyone, <laughs> um, I like get convicted, like God's speaking to me through Mm me, you know, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, that, that whole journey was just shaky. And then to make it worse, guys would come along and talk to me that were already pastoring and they would be like, son, are you called to the ministry? And I'd be like, I I think so. And, Mm -hmm. And just had this opportunity. Felt like God wanted me. No, no, no. Are you called to the ministry? And so let me just tell everybody right now what your calling is, just to, just to simplify it. Because um, a lot of times, you know, there's pastor speak and Christianese. It doesn't help anybody. It's mm-hmm. a waste of time. It just sounds neat. Are you called to the ministry? Uh, first of all, if you've given your life to Jesus, of course you're called to ministry. Mm-hmm. But for some of you, it's as a business person. Mm-hmm. And for some of you, it's as a teacher or a police officer. For some of you, it might be full-time Christian vocation. I don't know. But we're all called to ministry. I know that. And here's why. Here's the call on everybody's life. I'm about to drop the mic. Here it is. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Obey him. What does he want you to do today? If you're married right now, how does he want you to love your spouse today? Uh, raise your kids today. Mm-hmm. If you're a single adult, what does it mean to walk in your life with your friends today while following Jesus? It is that simple. We think, oh, we got to find it in the crystal ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity is one day at a time. What does he want me to do? And I am telling you as clear as I possibly can, if you will make the focus and goal of your life to do what Jesus says, then you will live a life full of meaning and purpose. And you will, I'm going to cry now, you will stand before the king one day. And you will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. And he will lead you where he wants you to go. Mm-hmm. So do that. Yeah. There's, I, I almost don't want to add anything to it, but I, this picture popped in my head. And then we'll, we'll, we'll pray for everybody. But in the Old Testament, God's trying to help the people of Israel learn what it means to, to follow him and, and to trust him. 
And of course, it's in the desert for 40 years because they've been in slavery for forever, for generations. And so now they're trying to figure out how to live as free and how to, how to live as God's people. And God gives them this instruction. So God shows up in, the, in this pillar of fire uh, at night, keep them warm at night, right? And this pillar of cloud by day, keep them shaded and, and protected. And he provides food for them each and every day. And he says, here's, here's the plan. Um, when the pillar moves, pack up and move. When the pillar stops, stop. And if it stays for a couple days, stay for a couple days. You don't move until that pillar moves. And it's so simple. But God is just going, hey, follow my lead. I, I, will, I will guide you. I will give you instructions. And it's going to be so clear and obvious. You don't have to understand all the, what's, what's the who's going to live where in the promised land? And how's all that? God just says, listen, look at the pillar. If the pillar's moving, you start moving. If it yeah. stops, you stop. Yeah. Well, the flip side of that, right, is, oh, man, I think I made a bad decision 10 years ago. I think, I think, I think God's blueprint from my life. I totally uh, yep, destroyed exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, you're not that powerful. <laughs> uh, you're not that big. You're not mm-hmm. even close. God knows everything you're going to do before you, before you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does he want you to do today? Just do that. Yep. And the past is in the past. Let's learn from it. Let's look in the rearview mirror to learn, but then let's keep moving forward. That's right. Yeah. What is God calling you to do right now? Yeah. Jack, can you pray for us? Yeah. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom to know the right things to do and the courage to do it. May our life goal be to obey the Bible and your leadership step by step. We ask this in Jesus' name and for his glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.